All right, folks, welcome to episode uh, 42.6 of Biomath. 46. And, and uh, as uh, we've, we've got a pseudo special show, or at least we've got a show with some folks in, uh, in a special place. Uh, Sarai Zell is on with us tonight, as usual, but he is in Iceland, so he's fresh off of the uh, the FanFest experience. I think they're getting the last tail ends of it right now, some rounding nah, it's up. Done. It's done. Right I'm, it's, it's really, it's, it's completely done. Um, but it's fun because I'm using my laptop's built-in microphone and a $5 pair of earbuds from uh, American Airlines. You can, uh, you can order them right on the plane. Um, so, yeah. I, I was just wondering if you wanted to continue on with the intro since you've already already kind of no, on. No, 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 carry on, carry on. Carry, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I defer to you. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm Soraya Zell, CPM1, Internet um, Space Politician something um, in real life this week. So, um, yeah. All right. I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations and co-host here on Biomast. Okay. Bam. Hey there. I'm... Uh... Pam Havoc, I'm just a dude, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Alrighty, Iron Wolf. I am Iron Wolf, I'm CPM1 Secretary, and I didn't go to FanFest this year. <laughs> okay, and I'm Jason Laris, and I'm one of the hosts here on Biomast, and I fly with Agony Unleashed on the Eve side. So I have dual interest in uh, in FanFest, and there's a, a fair amount to talk about, both on the Eve and the Dust side. Oh yeah, uh, and, and we're going to... Go ahead. No, since you're, I mean, you're all in this time. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. So, um, yeah, I mean, like the the big things for uh, just, I guess we should start with the other things. Is actually is because we'll get to dust and then dust will continue on. Um, so the big big things with Eve is um, or, or kind of CCP in general is they're they're focused now on only talking about things that are actually going to be coming like this year and ideally within the first half of this year. Um or things that already exist now. So they didn't have like uh, their previous crazy future image trailer of like super integrated games between all three games, you know, that sort of stuff. The videos that look great, but are completely unrealistic to anything we've ever had. Um, They played like the This Is Eve trailer like three times per per keynote on average. Um, They really like showing off that trailer. Um, But uh, the the big heavy, heavy... uh, layer this year was VR. Um, there's a very obvious, I think, uh, thing that uh, CCP is making a big bid on uh, VR being a thing and trying to be at the leading edge of it. Um, they had this this great trailer. It should be on the internet by now. Um, it was actually a recorded gameplay of a dev playing the first like tutorial mission of uh, Eve Valkyrie. And it was freaking amazing um, because they, they really got the, I mean, they had you flying in and around a, a, a Galante fleet, and it you, it really felt that um, the whole sense and scale of everything around you um, until you blow up. But uh, it, it was just an absolutely stunning uh, video. Um, it's it's really really amazing to see where the game has come. Uh, I finally got to try Valkyrie myself with uh, one of the uh, brand new. Crescent Bay, I think it was, uh, models of the uh, uh, Oculus. Uh, most most of the most of the ones they had there were were DK twos, but they ran a select number of people through with the Crescent Bay. Um, they also had uh, this this uh, 
thing they were referring to as VR Labs, which was four different uh, prototypes of software that they had been developed uh, for VR platforms. Uh, one of them is actually out of CCP Shanghai, which is Project Nemesis, which runs on a uh, Samsung Gear VR, which is a, a mobile VR, uh, like a VR headset that uses a Note 3, so it doesn't doesn't require like a computer or anything plugged into it. Um, and uh, then they had like three different games I tried running on the Oculus that used, uh, they used a Kinect um, to record your position uh, in addition to the Oculus. And so you could actually like see your hands and body moving in the VR. And in fact, like the craziest thing to me was that they like one of the, the demo presenter actually like held out his hand is like, shake my hand. And you could actually like looking at the, the, through the Oculus, you could actually like the hand eye coordination completely worked to physically grasp his hand. Um, so they had really, really good mapping on that. And, uh, they had a, a couple of demos like that. You could like throw fireballs and stuff like that. Um, but my favorite was one that I did not get to try nearly enough of, which was this Tron like uh, disc battle thing. Um, uh, Cross and I actually went at it, and and we were the last people who got to try it before they closed uh, closed down for for the end of FanFest. And I wish I had tried it earlier so we could have had more matches because Cross and I tied, and we don't know who would win in a rematch. <laughs> Did, did his mic cut out, or did he run out of breath? No, yeah, I had I had to, I had to catch my breath. It was it was a lot of fun though, the the VR stuff. Um, it, it was uh, it was really cool. Um, and then uh, the Eve stuff was uh, mostly like they're doing like two factor authentication. They're doing like a hundred and two new ship skins, something like that, with the new skins module that they're showing off. Um, the big thing, of course, being the Sov revamp, and then they they laid down like the the very initial starter plans for the structure revamp, uh, which is basically to replace every single structure that's currently in the game with like six new ones. Yeah, they released the dev vlog when that was going out. Actually, it's kind of interesting how they timed that. It's well done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 intentional on their part. They get all that stuff out. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. It's like the the ups and downs of, of doing stuff at FanFest is it's it's really cool and and to be you know kind of at the workshops and stuff like that. Um, but you have to assume there's at least a little bit of them holding stuff back to present it at FanFest and make a big deal of it. So I'm sure they had like the dev blog written up like probably a month ago or something. I don't know. Okay. All right. Anything else? Um. Well, that's that's the even the VR stuff at least. Okay. All right. Uh, since you're already sort of on a roll, what else would you like to talk about? Um, you're you're just gonna make me like carry this whole thing, aren't you? Yep. Gosh darn it. All right. So um, then uh, the dust had its one session, and um, it was it was pretty laid back, pretty simple. Um, Thanks, for most... by the way. Well done for the record. And for yes. posting on YouTube. Thank you yes, for that. I, it was very interesting. I, I'm I'm glad that I managed to get it, like, because I, I did, you know, hear that we weren't going to have, like, a CCP streaming or a CCP recording even. And I'm like, I hope they're going to let me record it because I'm going to try. <laughs> and, and, you know, the thing was, of that is you just record. Fine. You don't ask because then you get yeah. the option with it to say yes or no. You just record. Done. Yeah, it it it, uh, it, it was a non-issue. And um, actually, I think, I think everybody was actually uh, cool with it. So... Um, yeah, it got done. It got out there. I was, I was glad that worked out. I was glad my internet was good enough to actually upload the thing. It took forever. 
Um, but, uh, you know, for people who haven't seen it, it's mostly kind of a rehash run of the mill. This is what has, has been done in the since since Rattati started, like, making the game awesome. Um, but there were a couple couple of nuggets, um, namely that the uh, moving the, the new game mode that, that is on the way is going to be the moving point domination type of thing, and it's going to be um, called Acquisition. Um, and then the one that was actually even a surprise to me was that he was talking about trying to see if they could get, like, just just like really 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 run of the mill um baseline stupid as as crud um drones so that they could do like kind of a training learning area where they could put new people could like try out guns and stuff not like not like you know as far as being like a a fully fleshed out pve but like enough to play with now you see that is development in my book i would use that to test out new stuff I mean, that's something that we've been asking for for a long time is a, a firing ground or just a, a range to, to try out things against, you know, something other than a wall in the back back end of the red line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very exciting. It, like, it was one of those few few times that he, he actually kind of got, um, he hadn't told us first. Um, he just kind of said it and it was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, uh but you know, it's gonna be it's it's not gonna be the whole PVE thing, but it's gonna be something. No, so. it's development, and that's probably the first stepping stone to PVE. All right, so that is proper development yeah. and a way forward for us and perhaps Legion. Yeah, I mean, if we if if we have that, you know, there's there's opportunities to move forward from that and and possibly get more down the line, depending on what what is and isn't possible. But uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, outside of that, uh. The CPM um, that were there uh, was uh, myself, Cross It Two, um, Denny Fleetfoot uh, slash Kevil Kevil Longstride, and um, uh, Sir Manboy, and I think the four of us did like our darn best to uh, show off dust and and be very very present. Um, like we were we were in like the second row of the keynotes and. Um, uh, during the pub crawl, they had everybody uh, down at the at you know at the stairs, and as they were like lining people up, we were the second team called out. Well, like the second pub crawl team called out while everyone was uh, still there, and we were right at the bottom of the stairs. And uh, it was it, like I don't think there are any devs who did not notice um, dust folks doing business like throughout the entire of FanFest. We we got a lot of stuff done, and we communicated with a lot of people. Um, my only regret was that I kind of wish there was either someone from CCP or one of, or, or like the CPM maybe taking turns, um, in the PVP room at the dust table, um, because there were five consoles there, I think five or six. And, um, there was usually one of them at any given time that just wouldn't connect to matches. And there are a couple times that I would go in there and there'd be like someone like desperately trying to deploy to a match and then it would just like spin and then they'd leave. And I'm like, gosh, darn it but uh the table was actually like uh pretty full though there were there were a lot of people trying out the game so that was really cool okay that's good uh let's see what else you want to talk about do you have like questions other like directed questions something for me to go no, with well i was just, just, I was like, just gonna i was just gonna keep you let, letting you talk for a while how much talking do you think i want to do i've been talking all week I mean, this is this is internet space politics in real life. Um, I'm I'm usually better at like going on and on like typing, but this has been like hours and hours of talking. I mean, um, you know, we we uh, we hung out with uh, CCP Rouge and uh, CCP Rotati, of course, um, 
who brought his usual, uh, you know, uh, attitude uh, to all sorts of things. It was it was very entertaining. Um, uh, CCP Frame. Um, we also met because uh, I've actually I had personally never met um, either uh, CCPZ or CCP Wolfman, who were both there. Um, uh, CCP Wolfman was there mostly for the uh, Project Nemesis demo. Um, he he was uh, helping people with that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was cool cool meeting all of them. I met uh, various other people. I talked to Hilmar a fair bit. I talked to CCP Manifest and CCP Siegel. Um, lots of people. Good. What else you got? Stop it. I'm done. <laughs> How's the food? Um, the food is really good. I mean, for me, the big thing is is soda has real sugar in it, and that's nice. I mean, I love I love eating in Europe. The food's so much better. Um, uh, I've actually ordered a lot of burgers, um, and their burgers are really good. Just just like anywhere. Um, I they felt actually, like they were missing something when I ate them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, they put mayo on everything here, which is a bit weird. But um, and I, I sometimes I forget to ask for no mayo on things. Um, but, uh, yeah, so for people who don't know, also, um, a lot of the restaurants here have, like, specifically oriented deals for, for FanFest, and so it's actually the, it's the craziest thing when you come to Iceland for FanFest. Like, you, you know, when you're walking around the airport, there's all those, like, various signages in the hallways that are, like, you know, six feet tall and 16 feet wide. Like, there's multiple of them for EVE FanFest. It's, it's, like, why is my random niche hobby, like, plastered everywhere? Because all of the restaurants that have special deals and stuff put up either like big Eve window stickers that cover like floor to ceiling or they put up little Eve logos in the corner or whatever. So there's like Eve logos everywhere when you're here for FanFest. Okay. What's it's the... it's serious business. Oh oh yeah, and it's great because they're they're a little they're they're a little cheaper. And it's 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 actually very weird because um uh, you know, the actual currency here is ISK, so you're buying stuff in ISK, and it's not the same ISK, but it's 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 just kind of funny. And there's actually a store here called Orem. It's it's an actual physical store. It's called Orem. And I'm like, I, and it, you just wonder, like, when CCP needs to name something, do they just, like, walk down the street and just go, like, yeah, that'll work. I well, take it was your first you, time to you, Iceland, yeah? If you yes, went on the Golden Tour, um, if you went on the Golden Circle Tour, uh, you'd have noticed um, I did. how... From, how familiar um the landscape looks like to that of dust yes yes it 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 does quite a bit um uh the landscape is 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 beautiful but uh it's it's a bit odd because everything everything is volcanic rock so okay so what did they let's see you've covered one that you said you were a little bit surprised by what did they not say or what did they say that you were i, I guess not surprised by but uh, what do you think that they left out? Um, I don't. I, I don't know if I felt like anything in particular was left out. Um, you know, I, I think we pretty much covered. Um, they. I mean, it was. It was a very. Uh, it, it was just just a very straightforward summary of where the game has gone and and where the game is supposed to go in the in the very short term. Um, I mean, the the big question, of course, is still out there. Um, but. Uh, you know, when CCP is able to answer that one, they're they're gonna announce it. And so, did do you think they helped, hurt, or was it a neutral uh, communication when basically Hilmar and some others you know, sort of 
went down the motion of yes, we all we all think we need some first person shooter and we need some dust and we need this, but we have no idea what to do with it or Legion. Did that help hurt or did it kind of stay neutral? I, what do you think the impact is? I think I think everything there was very very positive and I think there's there's a lot of optimism. Um, you know, I I don't like to to me I I don't think uh, you know Hilmar would would make his you know his 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 publicity statement uh, that's that's one of the other big things is during during fanfest um uh hilmar told polygon that uh, dust is in fact making a profit which is uh something that uh uh we've known for a little while but uh you know hasn't been shared publicly um but it's one of those kind of statements that i don't think you would want to make like before before something bad so i i like to think that uh, we're we're in a good place um but you know uh CCP isn't going to make any any commitments to anyone until they're sure they can meet them. Hmm. Okay. Now, I mean, it's uh, I, I, the fact that they mentioned it at all. It was, uh, I think, a pleasant surprise. I I will offer this that uh, at least from the folks that were not at Iceland and swept up in the in sort of the emotional part of the moment, it was not not a it was certainly not a negative reception. Uh, I think. You could probably see that from the forums, and, you, and as you talk to guys that were back here when it was going on, I, I, I think yeah. it's fair to say it was a little bit of a mixed message, though, in perhaps how it was coming out, or the thing is it it sort of like, let me tell you this great story, and I'm going to tell you the first half of it, and then I'm just going to like not say anything at all, and it, it definitely is a cliffhanger-esque start sort of uh, communication. I, I think at worst it may have muddied the waters at. And at best, I don't know that it told us anything we probably couldn't have surmised. Does that make sense? I, I suppose so. Well, if if, it, if it's any indicator how well it went off this year, I didn't have to do any damage controls, so... <laughs> I mean, now, I spent, like... I, I, I mean, I know there was, there was some... Uh, certain people had some very, very strange assumptions based on things that were coming out of FanFest. Um... Uh, like one of the the ones that amused me, I, th I think the most was the notion that uh, somehow the existence of of Project Nemesis out of Shanghai meant that uh, Orm purchases were were not were being used on that rather than uh, uh, dust and that that sort of thing. I ended up spending like I think I blew off like two sessions during the first day just going sitting on the forums. I, like I went in the tech art session, I sat right up front. And I ended up sitting on my phone on the dust forums the whole time. I apologized to the presenter at the end. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was on the dust forums handling <laughs> questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I did catch some of the tech art session. That was a good session. Well, I, I don't, I think there's probably a few people that say that, but that's certainly no different than anybody on the east side saying X, Y, and Z game is taking assets and resources away from Eve or whatever. I mean, that's, I, I wouldn't, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with their statement by any stretch, but I don't think it's um, All of an unexpected are... reaction. I think. All of the, yeah. I mean, I, Oh, I totally expected the reaction. I, I mean, I told, I told CCP, you know, if you get an, if you have announced another, another thing being worked on at Shanghai, you're going to get exactly that response. But, um, but uh, you know, it's the in in blunt reality. So for first of all, is you know, if if you buy stuff in Dust, it's it's supporting Dust development and it's good for for Dust and its future. But um, but I mean, just beyond that, like the, just, this this notion that like I 
there's this notion, and you see it first from Eve Eve players about Dust, actually, that's like, our money is being spent on X, and it's a stupid notion because it's not your money. As soon as you buy the stupid, like, you know, whatever you buy, your subscription or whatever, it's CCP's money. (laughs) They can use it how they freaking want to. The other thing I would offer is, and this is just, again, perhaps a... uh, uh, just a cautionary note reference uh, how I think the CPM or perhaps when you guys talk to uh, you know Rat and Silent Frame by the way that's their new names Rat and Silent Frame um, I would be I would be very leery of saying anything like buy more Orm to help the game because that, that could turn out very poorly I would just I would just caution on when you, if you see people pushing that. Uh, it may yeah, feel I mean, good to say that, but that is a very dangerous thing to say. I mean, no, nobody at nobody at CCP's saying that, as far as I know. Um, I mean, I think it's safe to say that money, do, you know, the game making money does help the game from you know, but uh, it's you know, obviously CCP's not like going to say stuff like that. There's um, also not a direct correlation to people purchasing Aurum and Dust magicking no. up into a real game. No, I mean, there's the, like, there's, there's no way to say like, there's a, it's, it's not like a Kickstarter where, you, where, where like raising X funds equals, you know, port to this or raising X funds equals, you know, this feature. That, that's there's nothing like that. But you know, obviously, um, the game being in a decent place financially is is a good way to, um, you know, it, it makes them more likely to invest further in the game. And that's just, that, but that's just like a common sense thing. Mm-hmm. No, no I'm, I'm with you. So I did catch part of the, uh, well, actually, I, I caught a lot of the uh, the Eve stuff, at least, uh, that they put out on the, on the net. One of the yeah. questions I had is, do you think we could get some form of stats uh, similar to what CCP Quant put out for Eve? Or if not similar, but stats of relevance uh, that the that supply a descriptor to the game and to the players. Like how much stuff we destroyed, how many clones were annihilated? Well, to a degree. I mean, there were some raw stats, but what he did very artfully was actually um, describe, like, peel back certain layers of the game and describe how things are interacting with each other. Oh, that'll be up to CCP or Toddy, and we can probably bug him for maybe a dev blog about um, last year in review, so to say. See how certain changes affected certain like behaviors, like oh, a number of people getting RE'd um, went down significantly because of well, Hotfix uh, Charlie or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's definitely interesting things there. I don't know, um, I don't know how how the resource allocation for that would work out. Like if it if it's um, I mean, all of that is like, you know, so CCP Quant is like, he, I think that's like his his job, like outright, is to mess with data numbers. And I don't think, you know, like the Dust team has like a guy whose job it is to mess with data numbers. So no, I don't know. I'm very well aware of that. I mean, no, I don't know I'm how just, much. Yeah, we, I, we I, could possibly I'm, ask him nicely. What I'm describing is, again, kind of pointing to where in this it's sort of odd sort of long-term turnabout that uh, the Eve side has suddenly become much more communicative about things across a large uh, sort of swath of different domains. Whereas, and I think, 
I, I would say 18 months ago, you know, like a year ago, a little well, prior to the last fan fest, I would have said that dust would had probably a better communications, um, platform slash system mechanism, whatever you want to call it, or communications culture, if you will, than Eve did by, by a long stretch, but that is clearly, you know, inverted itself. And that's, I don't know if I agree. It's inverted itself. Um, I mean, they CC now they, they showed off a a lot of the things this year that they intend to have in the next five months, but I still haven't seen something like a a concerted roadmap. Um, and the, the other thing that I think is a big deal is, is like, the big board of things I actually think is a pretty big deal because it shows you what's on what's on the radar beyond um beyond just simply, you know, various times saying, Oh, I guess we could work on that or whatever. Would you agree that the relative level of complexity of something like Eve, it would be probably an order order of magnitude different to have a perk chart that describes that game in a longitudinal fashion than it would Eve or Dust rather? I'm going to have to agree that Eve's in a very refined state where it can actually tell stories like that, or does this going to struggle to keep it keep it interesting? Okay. Hey, um, I mean, well, the, I mean, one ways we could make it interesting is bringing 3D into it, the, a heat map, so to say. It's like, okay, here's where all people that are who normally use assault rifles would die, and that would probably would um actually then equate it to um what Eve can go through. Because Eve has all sorts of different kinds of gameplay and uh, ways of ways and methods of killing each other and different kinds of activities, whereas Dust doesn't. Okay. No. Well, I, and I think that's fair. But like I said, I, I it was not so much to have CCP Quant like literally regurgitate the same stats for Dust, but a uh, utilizing actual factual data to describe things in Dust to tell a story. And, and to to a degree, I think Rotati just based on my observations of him, you would think you'd be fairly open to that. Well, I mean, I know he does, like, when, like, for example, the rifle balance charts and stuff. He'll pull that info when he, he um, has a particular thing he thinks he can address with it. Um, I don't think he, he does, you know, I don't I don't know if he would want to spend a lot of time generating stats in a way that wasn't specifically meant for, for you know, as part of a goal in getting something done. I, I don't know. I mean, um when we get right down to it, Quant's, you know, Quant had a really cool graph display showing like different types of da- like different types of damage at different times throughout the previous two years of Eve Online, um, and showing how that's changed and how you can see certain peaks being certain events. Um, but in reality, the only it was just a really really flashy way to show look at how much damage, how much structure grinding there is. Everyone hates structure grinding. Our new changes are supposed to get rid of structure grind, grinding. Aren't we cool? I mean, that's I, that's, that's what the presentation was. It was cool. I liked it, but you know. Okay. All right. So I think what like one, I think we all actually kind of understood that. But the other part that I found far more fascinating was the description of players, uh, or at least how players are. Oh, the, 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 uh, right. Okay. I forgot about the part. The, uh, the, the types of players thing. Like I believe the, the professional, uh, traditional yep. uh, entrepreneur, that thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I forgot like about like that I said, part. I just thought that there's a, a way that it's, uh, I, I just thought it kind of told, told a little bit of a story and kind of opened up a layer of like, here's where your thoughts are, but let's, 
let's look at a little bit of our understanding of how that works in game time. So like I said, it was just interesting to me that, that they could put something like something like that together. Now, real quick, Bam is raising his hand over there, and I wanted to, to sort of volley over to him so that we don't sort of monopolize too much of the uh, the time. So, Soraya, do me a quick favor. Please don't interrupt uh, him, but feel free to continue to interrupt me since I'm, I'm kind of okay with that right now, and I'll, I'll just sort of squeeze you later like a small baby ferret that I'm choking you to death. Okay. That's, that's mean. Okay, Bam, shoot. I do have one question before I start. Sel, um, Wolfie, uh, how big is the dev team over in uh, Shanghai? I, I, Are you talking about the entire studio or Dust? I don't have a specific number. That the I entire studio. I do not know, but it's for a few dozen. A few dozen can easily translate to a hundred. Okay, cool. Right. Um, I don't know what you guys made of FanFest this year, but I actually made um, made it out. It was actually pretty good. Uh, as uh, CCP Hillmore stated, it's all about substance over hype. And I actually thank them for that. For once, it's not about the hype, as uh, Zell pointed out. Uh, all about substance and what CCP is currently working on this very second and going to be deployed and what is uh, on the roadmap, which is great. Uh, that tells me one of two things. Uh, Dust and Legion weren't spoken about at all, apart from something that the community made the devs do. The community screamed at uh, Frame, and uh, finally got something put together. Thank you very much for that, by the way. CCP Attention Frame for actually doing that. Uh, if they even listen to this, happy days. Uh, you know, uh, but they did speak about Nemesis. Now, this tells me the reason why we haven't been seeing any development on Legion or Dust, so to speak, is because they've been focusing their attentions on Nemesis. Something which I'd like to point out that Booker and myself called years ago. Yeah, but that's uh, when, uh, when CCP Wolfman. Uh, put on his uh, thing that he's working on mobile apps and he's working in Shanghai. We connected the dots and we said, well, there's something happening over in Shanghai and it's probably a mobile app. We did call that. Uh, so, yeah, they're not working on Dust and Legion because they said they're working on Substance rather than Hype. So, Nemesis is what they've been working on. So, they talk about Nemesis, not Dust and Legion. No, that's complete. The second thing is uh, also, uh, Hillmore also mentioned... Uh, that he, he would like, not he's going to do, to link the EVE worlds, as in take a wormhole through to Newcastle and uh, through the Firewall of China. That's what he said in his opening presentation, which to I me tells me he's going to link the was... EVE worlds. Yeah, that was a Yay. joke. That's, that's not no, something I don't do. joke or not. He shouldn't say it if he's not going to um, mean it. You know what I mean? On an opening it, speech as well. It, it, was, it was pretty obvious. He's just like, I, I really wish we could connect the games, but we can't. Because no, fair enough, fair enough, I get that, but uh, anything we're trying to poke through a hole to the Firewall of China yeah. tells me that uh, he's uh, already got the idea in his head and he's going to do it. And I've stated many times, the best way for Legion and Dust, or whatever, they're working on in Shanghai to survive, is connected to the EVE universe. The EVE universe is where Dust is made, to be honest, and so will be Valkyrie. And Valkyrie, by the way, this year, which is awesome, absolutely amazing, but the guy that ran... The main speech needs to stop talking about his shoes, man. Jesus. He likes talking about his shoes. He said it was going to be a tradition, so he's going to have to yeah, find something yeah, footwear related for next year. Yeah, needs to get rid of. <laughs> well, maybe I'll tell him that if I run into him again. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure I'll run into him first. <laughs> no, but it's just basing possible. on the fact that they said substance over hype, and that's what uh, I got from the dust part. They're not talking about Dust and Legion because they're not developing on it at all. Apart from now, you telling me they're working on drones, which is great for PvP or PvE, which is a great foothold for it. Great, awesome. So, yeah, they're working on substance rather than hype. So, yes, more of substance, less hype, please. Thank you very much. That's what oh. I've got to say about that. 
Okay, Which is yeah. why I kind of get why why Jay's a bit sort of murky water because they didn't make anything specifically clear because it was sort of ums and ahs, nothing finite and definite, apart from Nemesis, which lead me to this sort of train of thought. Um, but yeah, cool beans. And one question I've got for you and Wolfie Zell is: uh, Is there going to be a CPM two? Is there enough longevity in Dust or Legion for a CPM two? Um, I, I because there bloody well better be. Okay, are you gonna they, let me at any point actually respond? Because you you keep cutting me off. You you, you like finish? I cut you off, bro. No, you finish and then you say, but yeah, and 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 so. Um, no, 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 no. You cut me off when I'm trying to talk. I let you talk. I cut you off now, sunshine, sweetheart, gorgeous child. Have a beer. Have some bacon sandwich, sunshine. Uh huh. Um, so, any any notion that uh, Nemesis somehow overrides work on other projects is complete complete bull. And it's anyone who who thinks that is is nuts because. There, there is more than the capability to work on multiple things. There are already multiple things that happen at CCP Shanghai. Um, yeah, I, Legion, Dust, and Nemesis. Yay. And, and they also CCP work on Valkyrie as well. And, and, tr- and Serenity. And Serenity. They've oh, all, yes, and they've Serenity. You're very always true, very had true. Mul- multiple things going on uh, in Shanghai. Um, project Nemesis is a very small project. Um, it, it's very, very much like if you remember... Um, EVR was like built by people in their spare time for fun, and then they turned it into a game. Um, Nemesis is a very small project that there was kind of like you know let's see what we can do with the Gear VR, and this is what they accomplished. And you know, um, uh, though a it turret is, in space, yay! It is it is actually um, very polished for for a, a demo um, in terms of uh, uh, graphics and UI. Um, it's a very simple UI though because it's a mobile game. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, it, it doesn't mean they aren't working on any other things. Um, there, there's definitely stuff you know being worked on, but there's there's nothing to announce, which is why they didn't announce anything. Hey, uh, I, I do have a question for uh, Wolf and uh, Zell. If I, I acknowledge that you know Nemesis is a small project, I mean, you know, and I I don't even it's not even actually an app that they're going to put out. That's literally that was kind of a, a demo-y kind of thing, right? Uh, yeah, there's there's no particular release plans at this time. I mean, it's just it's it was it's experimental. It's not uh, you know fully fleshed out with like you know, I, I mean if if you assume like it it had like you start it and then you go through like, um, you know this one level. It has a boss at the end and then it's like okay, thank you for playing. It's not like it has like a whole level progression system in it right now and all sorts of stuff that no, no, yeah, one would I, need to make a release game. No, I got you. I guess the thing that strikes me about it is um, every indication that, that you guys have actually given us um, and CCP on the rare occasion that they speak to it is that the the team, in air quotes, that is handling dust, uh, you know, once you get outside of CCP Rotati is, I, I would say, I think it is fair to say it is exceedingly small. Is that is that a fair characterization of it? Of which team now? The ones handling dust. It's it's a small size, of course, but it's. I mean, Nemesis was much smaller. It and it was a hobby project. No, I'm. I with mean, you. I, uh, I think. I mean, have you played Eve off or have you seen Eve offline? I mean, it's a little arcade game that they have at the CCP office and they bring it to FanFest over here. I mean, it's 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 very similar to that thing. Okay, no, I got. I'm still you. I'm still waiting for them to release that game too. So here's. Here's where my point is on this. Um, I I totally acknowledge that you know you can multitask and there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can harvest 
resources and development time. And, and you can find sort of efficiencies. Or like you said, it, you know, there may be literally somebody's uh, personal project that was interesting enough and relevant enough that they wanted to kind of highlight. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think the thing that uh, you, you can't forget, though, is because we have been told so many times, mostly by you guys, like you guys being the CPM writ large, uh, that the team of folks that are working on dust or have been working on dust is so small or exceedingly small. I think one of you even, you know, said it was like, yeah, you could fit them in a broom closet. Um, when you hear that and then you hear that they're working on or they're unveiling rather, not necessarily working, but they're unveiling, you know, new or novel things that are not necessarily re related to it. And we've heard effectively nothing about Legion uh, for a year now, you know, more, well, not quite a year, but more or less a year. Do you see what I'm, that's kind of where I was driving at with the, I, I'm not sure that this is really, you know, breaking the fog much uh, because a lot of the, the large questions, you know, frankly, they, they're still out there. And in, I think the natural tendency, or it seems to me, and, and I'd like you guys to tell me if I'm off here, but the natural tendency is, well, we've done a lot, or by we, I mean, you know, Rattati and literally probably, you know, if I'm taking your, your word, a true handful of people have done a lot with dust, uh, particularly in the last, you know, six months. Well, what else could they have done with like two additional people working with dust as their primary activity or three or however many? Does that kind of make sense and why people might have some questions about that? Well, I mean, I, I, one of the things to, to bear in mind is that uh, there there's a certain way that, uh, you know, if you've ever read CCP's financial minutes, there's there's very di different distinctions between like people like certain certain line items and, and particularly the, the line item that gets talked a lot about a lot is um, the R&D budget um, where things that are like not released are funded and that's that's a very separate item from dust which has its own budget so i mean they're working in the same office but that's it's it's not like it's it's just a thing that could be it, it's it's not just oh well why aren't these people working on this instead i i'm not i'm not sure that okay all right that made no sense yeah, i yeah i'm 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 attentively trying to listen to you on that one it just I, I'm not sure what you're getting at on that one. Can you? And I'm serious. I'm not, I, like, can you run that by me again? Budgeting is for budgeting for Nemesis and like projects are from the R and D. Thus, or whatever team members R and D can afford, that's what they get. Whereas the money going into dust is coming from dust, and whatever CSP decides to give them extra. So the team size that they hire for dust is solely dependent on dust's own revenue and or pl planning some how to use their budget. So if they decide, okay, we're not going to try to make money too hard this patch, it means they're actually making a measured um, a measured move to um, forgo um, not spending that money as fast. It's, right. It's all about budgeting. True. Um, trust me, I'm I, I'm I mean, very I would, well aware I would, of how I, that I'm, works. I'm in the same camp as you. I would love to see with the one or two, maybe three extra people that Dust really needs. Because like we could totainer, totally come up with... We can a, yeah. 
Come, we can I've totally come up with coder. tons of jobs for for well, more devs. Well, I think I think it's so when you when you do work budgeting or project budgeting, it really comes down to like man hours, man days, and that's really what when people refer to resources. By the way, many of them don't. I mean, they just think it's dev time, quote unquote. Well, right, but that's actually a scalable and measurable time based on outlay uh, in terms of a, a work analysis. I mean, there's there's actually there's actually a process on this, you know. And there's n numerous different tools and methods to do it, but it, it's, a, it's a fairly systemic way or really formalized way that you can uh, make estimates in terms of what resources, quote unquote, that you generate in terms of dev time, you know, for lack of a better term. My point is that um, if the the team, and again, I use the team concept only, you know, somewhat loosely, uh, but if the team of those that were primarily responsible for operating Dust were expanded or, or used a greater greater share of the man hour assets that are resident at CCP Shanghai, um, it makes me wonder what they could do. And it also makes me, it's one of those things where if you keep the effort small, where it's barely above, where it's just above life support, and let us be real, like if, if you had somebody other than CCP Rattati in there, I think we would be having a very different conversation right now about dust. Um, and the problem is, is that it is centric to the individual activity of roughly one player right now, or one person right now, in terms of what we're what what we are seeing as customers from Dust. That is that is not a great place to be, you know, in terms of um, longevity and stability for a product. So all I'm asking, or all I'm getting at, is it seems to me that if they are very interested in uh, stabilizing dust or keeping it moving forward or progressing it in some way, uh, even if you don't want to call it dust, you want to call it the shooter for New Eden or whatever, you think they would do something slightly different than what they're doing now. Now, my assumption is that a lot of this is a parlay move by uh, mostly probably JC to continue effort along these lines because he can point out that there are viable ways to produce gains and products. Uh, in the first-person shooter market uh, for CCP. So that's probably a good thing. But as players, effectively, we're not really seeing... Like, I, I'm struggling to see what we're going, what we're seeing different, if anything. Does that make sense? I guess, it, I mean, it, I, I, I think the biggest thing, like, for, for me, as far as why CCP is uh, assigning money as they are, is um, that I, I, I really think... I, I felt like they're, they're really hoping that and and I personally I think this is a huge risk. Um, uh, is I think they're they're hoping that VR is the next huge thing, and they want to be the ones riding that wave. Well, they probably will be with Valkyrie. I will give them that. I, I have not found any uh, you know reputable third party or somewhat removed. Um, not even by the way, not even game media, which is sketchy as hell. I'm talking like actual tech media that's mentioned uh, Oculus Rift, CCP, and Val Valkyrie that have not said pretty positive things about it so far. Well, so uh, yeah. I, I think for, I think in that move, they, I think maybe they're they're betting on a good horse, at least on this one. I don't know. So, so um, and, and this gets in, maybe getting too into the topic, but I mean, my my biggest question is, and I, I only have four minutes to try out that I, I spent actually trying Valkyrie. Um, uh, fair point, and, and so I'm, I'm horrifically bad at it. Um, but uh, the the thing that that gets me is I I'm sure Valkyrie will be is is good. It feels good. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure people are going to love it. The only thing I'm not sold on is 
will the average person spend X release price amount, currently $300 for Oculus Rift, to play VR? Ever, like, if you look at Elite Dangerous, you look at Star Citizen, they're, they're both going to support Oculus, but it's not required to play, so that those, those products work with or without it, so if people don't have it, they can still pay for the game and still make that company money. My concern is that with Valkyrie being VR only, um, Nemesis is VR only, um, these other demos that they're showing off are obviously very VR only, um, with all of these being VR only products, if, if a lot of people do not buy the VR hardware, then there, even if the game is the greatest thing ever, there's not going to be that many people who will buy it, therefore they will not make that much money. That's, that's, that's really my only concern. I know VR is going to be cool. I don't know if it's going to be a consumer success. I will buy an Oculus. I, Danny I think... will buy an Oculus. You'll probably even buy an Oculus, but I don't know if, you know, 90% of their, of the gamer community is going to buy an Oculus and whether or not they're going to be able to sell. I, I think a lot games. of people, a lot of people said that nobody was going to buy CDs either. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, that moment might've happened. I, I'm just, I'm just offering that. I think, uh, one, they're eventually going to they're going to figure out a price point that will work. Oh, oh, I mean they're and... going to bring the price point down, but I mean, you know, I it, it, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm not saying it's impossible that VR is going to be in everyone's homes in 2 years. It's entirely possible. But it is to me a risk and my question is if it's a risk that CCP can afford in its current state. I don't know. That's sure. that's my personal view. So, and I, I think that they're looking at that, you know, most of their projects involve um, the Oculus Rift, but that they wanted, you know, to to work with something in the in the realm of Nemesis because, um, you know, if you look at like computers versus mobile today, mobile's the big market. And, and the idea of a mobile VR console was something that they did, like, it, you know, if maybe the gear VR type device took off and the Oculus didn't, they wanted to have, you know, they want to have work on, they want to have stuff in both. Yeah, no, no, I, I got you. I'm just, I, I, I kind of joked about it in the Skype channel, but you know, only tongue slightly in cheek. I'm, I'm kind of calling it now. And if I, I'm, I'm betting you money that the conversations already been had that somebody's, somebody said, can we do a first person shooter with an Oculus Rift? And somebody has turned around to JC or sent him an email and said, hey, man, do you think you guys could look into this? I'm going to bet you money right now, like real life money, uh, that that thought has already been entertained by some people at CCP. I, oh, I'm sure I'm, I guarantee you the thought has been entertained. I don't know if anyone has thought it would actually work. Um, I, I mean, it's it's very it's very difficult to to think of something like that, I think, because from like from my from my experience with VR, which has been short because it's been limited to the time I've played with it this week, um, you're very aware of your own. I mean, y y the the problem is right now you are limited to your own physical status, um, namely that you're sitting or standing, and you're very aware of your sitting or standing status. And if you're going to have, I mean, there's like the really crazy, like weird circular trampoline type of thing. Like it's a really weird looking device that can let you walk in place it's like a it's like a multi-directional treadmill. treadmill yeah that that thing i mean there's stuff like that but even then how do you you know and that can handle i guess crouching and jumping it can detect but it's it's um that's the the biggest challenge with a game that actually has like full body movement like i mean you're never going to crouch 
or, or I mean, you're never going to like lay down in in I, a VR suit. I think, true, and I don't true, know. I think you guys are. I think here's the difference. Like we were kind of fencing about the PS Move in the Skype channel. The reality is, the reason the PS Move doesn't work. For, one, the PS Move is done relatively shittily. I mean, it it in some games it's okay. In some, it's also a knockoff so emote. Well, yeah, sure, whatever. But the the other factor is is that not a lot of people actually want to you know, do jumping jacks and, you know, burpees and stuff while they're playing games. Uh, I think people sitting and if they're moving their head and then perhaps maybe if it's done really well, like holding up, holding a weapon is probably literally the extent that most people are going to be participating in stuff. Cause let's be real. If you're really into that shit, um, there's probably a lot of actual physical things you can go do outside of playing a video game to do your physical things. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of where we're at, at least right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, VR comes at a lot, like the, the various examples of VR is, is, uh, obviously the interaction is very different. Like with the, the VR labs that they had where you were, um, standing and it was, it had a connect detecting your positions and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that was, it's very similar to a Wii in that you're, you're swinging your arms and stuff, but you weren't holding a controller, which was pretty awesome. I mean, if you wanted controls, there were there were points that you would touch that point in space, and a menu would come out, and you would touch those menu options. It was, it was very sci-fi movie-ish um, feel. Um, and but it, it, the distinction is that it has to feel natural, and it has to be. I mean, if you're gonna have a thing where you're running around a map, you're gonna have to actually freaking run. It's gonna be freaking tiring. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, if it's I, if it's mapped right, I don't know how well an FPS would actually work in VR. Um, I tell you what would work: a gym behind a VR treadmill. Let me let me put it this way: I, I would I would offer that if you actually got an a like an Oculus Rift to work, like be very responsive and actually very crisp in terms of its movement and its tracking, uh, you you would put console and mouse and keyboard players out of business because you in like, a heartbeat i mean absolutely crescent bay tracks really well I'm, i mean um but it's just i, I mean i don't know um no i, I know what i'm what i'm telling you it's like basic biokinetics i mean it's uh i've actually worked on projects uh for uh i'll just call it similar technology uh but more in terms of augmented reality like if you, like if you're aiming with your eye and not your hands, the reason that the mouse works much more intuitively is it's tracking better. And and ultimately, if you can, if you can, the more you tune aiming to somebody's visual acuity or their, or how they track targets with their own natural eye, they're going to be incredibly fast and much much more accurate. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, think I know what you've been working on. Hmm. I mean, uh, like the the line of sight tracking, it, it depends. I mean, it was. I think it worked pretty well in Valkyrie, but it, it was it wasn't like super fast because you you have to have some manner of options, and your eyes do wander. Is the thing you have to bear in mind. Is oh, I know. <laughs> like looking looking places does not mean intending to fire at places. Oh, I'm with you. I'm just I'm just offering that you the way that you would work an FPS uh, aiming mechanism or camera mechanism would be uh, if they ever like, that's what I'm saying is if they ever tuned it, I would, I would tell you that it would be extraordinarily 
uh, instinctive, and it, it would mm-hmm. it would definitely put your thumbs to a shame. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd have to have like I think, and they have those is like the uh, sensors, like the the actual like where you hold a physical gun that that you know represents in game. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, like I said, a lot of different ways you could do it. So uh, before we go like too terribly far down the rat hole of uh, virtual reality, uh, the, disc, the disc battle thing was really awesome though. Like no, f- like it was absolutely the the greatest thing I've ever played, and I want to play more. But it's I guess it takes them like hours to set it up. You well, I will um, back to the previous topic. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, Back to the previous topic is that CCP is a business and they do have to do, deal with the things about being a business, which is to not only make money, but to make sure that they can um, ensure that money can come in the future. So it's there's a lot of things going on on their end too. And I'm I'm hoping, I have my fingers crossed, that you that Dust, Dust players can be made aware of what's going on a little bit. Just sure. fan, fan fest was one of those things, but based on business, not not a place to do that anymore. No, and that's fine. And like I said, uh, you know, the probably the good thing is that um, I think the fact that even folks were uh, telling Eve players that Dust was not dead, like folks from CCP were saying it, is probably a net positive. No, no arguments with that. Uh, I, all, I do want to my... say though, there was a particularly funny moment. I don't know if anybody, how many people have seen it. Um, I think it was Catmark who made the video the video clip of it. Is that Hilmar actually asked, and I don't, I, I really, I have no idea why he did this on stage because he had to, he had to know where the answer was going to be. Um, he actually asked if there were any, if there were any Dust players in the audience during the keynote, and you can hear one woo, and it's me, and then everyone laughs. <laughs> um, we actually did encounter more people who played Dust than that, but they weren't particularly vocal during the keynote. So um, I'm audible on the keynote, which is kind of cool. Well, that's well cool. at least he didn't get crickets. Yeah, no, I, I, I he had, was about like, to. <laughs> he asked the question. I had to do it, and and like you actually, um, I think Cross spoke up too, but he was like a little later, so he kind of got drowned out by the laughter. Um, but it was like, yeah, I mean, someone had to answer, and it, it gosh darn it, it was gonna be me. Okay, uh, I appreciate that, Beeve. Uh, so while you and you and Wally were taking care of business for us, um, so I, like I said, I, I think net positive that they mentioned it, so that's a good thing. Uh, the I think in the detail component of it, though. Ultimately, the fact, I mean, I expected no news coming out of FanFest in terms of like raw future of Dust Legion or anything like that. I think we've made it perfectly clear. And I think you guys have too, that those are questions that need to be answered to not not the community, but the customer base. And there is a, dis, a distinct difference. A lot of people in the community view themselves as part of the community and believe they're owed something. Businesses don't owe communities anything, but they do generally owe customers something. And I would just offer that that's probably... Uh, something that folks need to, to kind of keep in mind because if you do pay Orm for anything or you, you did pay, pay real life iskies for that, uh, you know, so you are in effect a customer. Free to play is free to play if you're you're literally not spending money on it. So I did want I did promise on the forums uh, that we would dedicate a segment to Ratati's three questions that he asked during the uh, the roundtable uh, because he basically asked some questions that he, it was very apparent he wanted to elicit some information on and 
not a whole lot of takers in terms of directly answering his questions outside of, you know, some random guy saying, hey, they told us that there was going to be some Oculus Rift shit in this room. Is this not it? And he left. So um, I would like to at least tee these three questions up that he put on the board for you guys uh, in Iceland. And if you could run through those, Zell, if you don't mind, uh, we can we can maybe bat those around for a minute. Cause, like I don't I said, have those like in front of my face. Do you have them in front of your face? I have at least one of them. It was basically how do you how do you add more New Eden flavor or tie into the Eve lore uh, without quote unquote one one v one exchanges? Uh, and there's a lot of debating back and forth what that meant. And I think uh, basically Rattati clarified that. Uh, whereas not literally direct lifts of things from Eve into into dust, for example. Now that being said, it was his the way he framed the question was a tad confusing because it, he made it very clear, or at least to somebody who's never heard him before. You know, I can, you know, if I were an Eve player and I heard him say what he said, I would say you you don't like Eve and you don't give a shit about it and you don't want to make your game in the New Eden universe anything related to Eve. I, I'm I know that sounds harsh, but I'm just I'm just offering a. Uh, a, a perception of how he framed that initial question. And I don't think that's where he's coming from, but that is kind of how it sounded. Um, no, I mean, there's the, what are, the general concern is that um, things could tend to be over-engineered for, for an FPS or for dust or not ideal for dust from a gameplay sense for no other reason than to be the same way Eve does something. Um, and it's, it's the mentality is that it should the game is in New Eden, but New Eden doesn't necessarily mean Eve. New Eden is a, you know, it it can be a different type of game. It can be a different feel even and still be in New Eden. It's a single shard universe. How can Eve, Dust, and Legion not be linked? What are you trying to get it's, at? It's not, like, Eve is, a sing, like, Eve is a single shard, you know, server, whatever thing, but that you could hypothetically have like for instance project nemesis is uh, a game that's in new eden it's in that universe it it's you know there's caldari galante amar or mimitar etc but it's not connected to eve it's just something that well, exists in that universe. Well, let me let me let me sort of frame this i think and uh by the way uh sir gurney reaver did a really good job of breaking this down that there's different like there's several things you have to unpack about this question uh, and I know that it was actually bubbling around prior to to FanFest, and this is probably one of the reasons why he's asking about it, is like, hey, what are you know? This is this is a great place to ask about stuff with Eve Lore and why you're sitting at FanFest. Um, my take on it is that there's like there's no practical way you're going to take naval combat, like space combat um, mechanics, and then shoehorn them into Eve. I, I don't think anybody is consider is thinks that that is a a good idea. Uh, at least not anybody that's played either one of those two games for more than a hot minute um, because they're just simply too different. I don't think anybody would argue with that. What I, Anybody what I, reasonable. <laughs> sure. No, and that's a fair point, by the way. But what I would, well, really not even but, and what I would describe is that Eve has been around for a very long time and from a construct of themes, strengths, and weaknesses, and sort of general ways of doing things, they have honed a lot of that over time. There, it, it would be, I also think, 
somewhat foolish to discount how they do business a lot. Um, so for example, uh, take the skill tree. We have all land-based the skill tree more than once. The reality is the skill tree and the way it connects and the way that they use basically micro leveling across multiple uh, multiple uh, skills, if you will, in Eve works very, very well. It, it really does. And it's an extremely deep system that you can continue to tweak and add and have a lot of granular controls with in terms of what you have going on in match and, and things like that. The way that they do, they do ship design, uh, and ultimately, while the while the like I said, the one for one relationships of like, hey, what's the difference between a frigate and a cruiser and a this and a that, is clearly going to be different. It's it's like a you know it's basketball versus baseball, but the concepts behind how it is balanced by class, by role, and how they utilize those bonuses, taking into account certain uh, skill sets and meta, those concepts can transfer over. So. I would offer that the things that we don't like just two examples there, uh, the skill tree and then how they work specifically with hulls like ships. We don't do that very well in dust with our skill tree and our drop suits. Uh, we have, I, I think inconsistent success in some, in some places it's very good and some it is not very good. Uh, I think that would be a good example of, how we should take some things you know, back and forth. General themes in terms of like racial themes, factional themes, there, there's some there's some logic there. Like the example I also used was, you know, the Amara laser rifle in, in Dust. It, you know, I kind of don't really, you know, I got it lasers in Eve, whatever. But in Dust, it's a laser. It's a Marian long range. You know, it's a good area denial weapon. It's a good weapon. It's also innovative in its design and it fits very well in Dust. And then you could call it whatever you want, but they slapped the word Amarian on it and made it a, like a gold model, and it, and it works pretty well. You can take something like the rail rifle that I would offer clearly does not, other than the name, does not have a whole lot of linkages into into Eve. And it's it was moderately shitty in terms of its design concept. Uh, you can take the HMG, which we've beefed about, and there's not a, lot, there's not a very clear, you know, allegory to that in, in Eve, but that was a, basically a dust pyramid, pure entity. It's, there's a lot of beef about that right now. I mean, we had a huge, huge, you know, like a really good discussion on it last show. So I think out of hand dismissing things that are coming out of Eve may not be smart either. And, and I would also point out that Rad on more than one occasion says, hey, I've tried to play Eve once or twice. I don't like it. I don't get into it. He's clearly a much more of a pure FPS player. And I think that's a good thing for a guy who's basically running the ship, um, you know, for a first-person shooter. He's also not a game designer by trade or a game theorist by trade. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, he sort of, like, walked into this job sideways. Yeah, he's, so, he's a finance guy. Right. So, but looking, and my recommendation is like, hey, have a beer with Rise. You know, he was, like, not only was he a celebrated EVE player, like an EVE PvPer, you know, artist formerly known as Kill2, uh, but he, he has learned to be a good game theorist and game designer, you know, not not that dissimilar to how Fozzie, uh, Fozzie works. And I think that's very analogous to the role that Ritati is in right now is sort of a Rise or a, or a Fozzie, at least in, you know, sort of their current iteration. Yeah. So, 
I, I think I think discounting things from for that that have been developed over time from a theory and a, and a conceptual laydown is probably not smart. Like I don't really care what color lasers are. I don't care what color drop suits are. I mean, like if people want to buy shit that's like tinfoil gold, have at it. I mean, let, let them spend a worm on it. I don't really care. All, all I'm I'm more concerned about in match play to play type stuff, and I'm also more concerned about. Um, what tools are built around the things in the game outside of the you know the ten minute match that you're playing? That was like the longest block of run on text ever. I literally forgot like three different responses I had to various things that you said in the last like eight minutes. Um, no, it made a lot of sense but, actually. He what he's saying is streamlined no, 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 dust no, 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 into no, points of Eve, it. and then bam, what he's going bam, to do is bam, also bam, is, bam, uh, bam, 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 stop. It's 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 actually like repeating shots. Bam, bam, bam. Shh. No. All right. So no. The the thing is is that um, if you look at this question is is he's not saying like completely disregard it, he's saying don't do it specifically because Eve does it that way. If you design the game where it's if you design the game so it's it's fun, and then you say okay so this is this is what makes good gameplay. Now how do I make this fit in into to New Eden? You do one and then the other rather than how do we make this New Eden? Okay, now how do we make it a good game? Um, and the, the uh, and I think the the point that he's trying to get to is um, and I need to scroll back up and look at the question. I think Jay's got a good point. Uh, well, Honestly, I, 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 I'm going to agree with Jay here. I, I'm, I'm just saying but... I don't think he understands what what is being said here. And there is no, he there, does. He's got a good point. There, there is things that you know. You you have this lore connection. It's in the same universe, but that doesn't it, it doesn't have to mechanically be the same. It doesn't mean it is like there's still things that are that he are taken from you know even often even dust. Actually, their development does look very similar in at, at different times, but that it it can't be a foregone assumption that something in Eve works in dust and and work dust works in Eve. And I think that's really what he's trying to get to. Um, I, I would just let me. Okay, and again, I come at this. My perspective is because I wasn't in the room, and and I haven't had multiple conversations with him. I can only go off the recording that you uploaded, and I would I would recommend if you go back and you look at how he framed that question. Um, it it was basically you definitely got the feeling that he thought anything that was like uh. uh he was okay with things being from New Eden, but he didn't want anything like Eve because he perceived it to be not fun. This, well, that that is very clearly the and, and again that's what I was trying to frame this with earlier is if you did not know him or have ever heard him or read anything or or understand the the devotion he's had to this game like if you were an Eve player in the room that just happened to hear that you'd be like that dude doesn't want anything to do with Eve. Well, no, I mean, like I, I think the the example there and and poss- I think part of that. Um, one v one relationship. Part of it was the notion of like, because um, he actually he actually touched on this in the the session recording earlier in the in the thing I think, um, which was about uh, do, do if you remember from Eve Vegas twenty thirteen, the this the original PC two proposal, um, which was like if you you know you have to have Mercs brought to it brought to a planet by a. a, a Eve ship and dropped off, and if that ship gets blown up, then your your stuff's off, and that whole thing where you would literally require even dust stuff in order to to uh, work, um, in order to be able to participate, and that sort that sort of thing where 
it's done for the purposes of being linked more than for the purposes of being a good game design. Okay, um, I think you've missed the point a bit there. Sorry, Wolfie, I'll let you speak in a minute. All right, uh, what Jay's saying is that if you streamline Dust to the point where you take all the good that's out of Eve and stick it into Dust, and stuff that doesn't work in Dust, throw it the fuck away. Yes, you can link the Eve and Dust stuff just out of pure necessity, and if you want to have an Eve ship full of mercs, do that for uh, Planetary Conquest, where an Eve pilot takes all his mercs to a planet to then take it. That sounds like Planetary Conquest to me. But what Jay is trying to get at is, so what if the lasers are multicolors from Eve? If it doesn't work in dust, so what? Throw it away. Two colors. One for red, bad. Green for good. Yay, teammate. That's what uh, Jay is trying to say. Streamline it to the point where you take everything that's good out of dust and Eve put together. If it doesn't work in dust, don't use it. That's what he's trying to say. No, what you're saying, now you're saying what I was saying and not what Jay was saying. No, that's exactly what Jay was saying. You just misconstrued the question and answer and all that other stuff above. Okay, so... You're drinking too much, Bam. Put the beer away. Never. Put the beer away. Never. So, let me... And and again, I'm looking at the post where Rattati's response responded to this. Excuse me. Um, Again, some of this is, is literally from my perception of how he framed the question. And again, I would encourage you to go back and look at it because... We like I've had the opportunity to, to see it a couple times. I know you probably have, or you've you've passed over it. Just consider how he framed the question that he asked. That's all I'm asking. Uh, so now the next component of that is, you know, my general response to that is, um, and, and and I've said this before. I think there is a school of thought that says uh, that we want a new Eden, a first-person shooter in New Eden and not an Eve first-person shooter. But, and I think the school of thought is that people believe that an Eve first-person shooter would be a bad game, and I would challenge that. I think that it, you know, what makes Eve good is often not, not the spaceship play, although, frankly, that is quite good if you, if you enjoy you know, sort of uh, true tactical, tactical activities, not fast-twitch play. Uh, so all I'm, all I'm getting at is that there are things already in Eve that have been there for a long time and have been proven to work from a macro balance statement, from a macro balance point of view rather, and like a, a contextual or a conceptual uh, layer. That's all I'm saying. I would offer that we shouldn't probably throw the baby out with the bathwater because there's probably a lot of good there that they can use. They would actually make Rotati's life, frankly, a little bit easier in, in all honesty. And oh, by the way, if you want to, if you want more people to play the game and invest into the game, and CCP writ large, the biggest player base that you, or the biggest pool of people that you could probably probably bring in, are folks that are already playing Eve. And when that when Dust feels more similar, it will make them much more at home playing the game. So, so uh, that's like I said, that's that's kind of where I'm coming at coming at the point of view from. Um, I will transition over to the second question only because. We're going to beat each other to death with uh, rubber hoses here in a minute if we keep talking about this. Although, <laughs> I, w- I will say that uh, I do think we, like, we're going to have to have Luther Mandrix on because he is one of the, the lore champions of, of Dust. And at some point, we're going to have him on. And he's got some great ideas about actual injecting you know, or weaving us more into the lore. And that was actually just closing statement. That was one of my big points was there's a very vibrant lore and storyline going on in Eve right now that frankly came from a lot of the, the origins of dust uh, from Templar one novel and so, some of the other fan uh, really CCP lore pieces 
that described the origins of the dust soldiers. I think I think the fact that we're not mentioned in it or laced into it somehow, or having a parallel and somewhat connected storyline is is really we're missing the boat, and you could capture a lot of people. So, with that, I'm going to read the second question. So nobody jump in until I get this thing fucking read. Hold on. Yes, Ted. Okay. All right. How do we make PC lucrative but not exploitable? Comma big big capital capital letters to all. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. This like. I'm not sure that we're ever going to be able to answer that question. We can we can have whole epi- <laughs> we can have whole episodes on this topic. I think, I, mean, I think we have had whole episodes. On we this have topic. we have. I mean, I, I mean to me, it comes down to having you know landholders who gain a certain benefit, and then people who raid that land to gain other benefits, and and make sure that gameplay is rewarding for both. I think there has to be battles outside of conquering battles. I think. It, generation for assets needs to be active it needs to require some actual accomplishment of things um and th- that really just come is what what it comes down to for me it needs a sense of agency the sense that you actually are really owning that you actually threw that flag down there and really scream out on top of your lungs this is a violent come dare challenge me for it <laughs> Or and and I, I think Zell Zell commented on it and they, they had a quick uh, there was a discussion on the uh, the roundtable about raids um, and uh, like if that you're, was a if good idea which if you're and and I think Ritati's are very uh, hooked onto this is that if you're not big enough or organized or you know literally big enough like from a corporation standpoint to own and defend a district you can still uh, affect the world of planetary con- conquest through a rating mechanic. Um, so I, I thought I thought that was a great discussion. And so, uh, like I said, I think we've talked about this one a lot. The one thing I did want to ask, I literally, I, this is actually on my list of things to talk to you about, Zell. It very clearly said, he very clearly laid out a, a third, really a fourth uh, currency when he was describing this. Did, did he not? A fourth, like, monetary he, currency? He, he did, which, actually. Which it was like crazy. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm not sure it was. It was the first mention of it I'd heard yet, and um, I, I I don't know how it would be spent or or how it would be generated. I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not sold on it yet. Um, but yeah, he did mention like some sort of um, I I don't I don't remember what he called it. Do you remember what he called it? Yeah, like he, he district points or something. Right, but I, and I think he came off that with the top of his head, but it basically sounded like. Uh, PC loyalty points is, is kind of what yeah, something describe. something like that. That sounds about right. But that I mean that's effectively a fourth a fourth monetary uh, stream that you've got going on inside the game, which would be odd. Number one, and now is the idea that that would supplant or eventually make Orm go away? Or I no, I don't think you'll ever see Orm go away since Orm is how the company makes money. Um, uh, but I th- it sounded to me that in the same breath he was talking because when he was going into the player trading standpoint of uh, converting Orum items to ISK items and then Orum being used for like somehow transferring Orum to something else like like boosters um, components and like other things other than goods other than like actual modules weapons because components kind of is a currency too. Um, I mean that'd, that'd be number five, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I I really don't know where he's going with that. I I think it's better to either. I mean, I would call. I would rather use some sort of mate, like actual material, like you know, whatever. Well, technically, Nanite all materials are currency. Yes, yes, it'd still be a currency, but 
I mean, I don't, I don't know if I like the the loyalty point notion. Um, uh, but I, I'd rather just go straight with ISK, but just make sure it's an, it's you know generated in a in a way that can't be can't be camped. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I we're we haven't seen like a cohesive proposal yet. Like back out of out of uh, CCP. I mean, players have contributed many many ideas of how PC should work. Um, I don't think we've ever gotten like a a full comprehensive uh, design back from from uh, CCP Rotati about what he, what he wants to do yet. Okay. Well, I, and you know, like I said, I didn't mean to derail from question number two of the lucrative PC but not exploitable. But it was sort of in the, in that same discussion that made me think of it. So. Um, I, I guess we can move on to number three, because uh, like I said, I think we've discussed a lot about PC being lucra- lucrative but not explo- exploitable and open to all, which, by the way, those are a very difficult set of things to thread the needle on. Um, question number three was progression that is rewarding yet fair. This is an interesting question because he would not be answering. He, I don't think he's the kind of guy that would ask these questions without a firm problem set in his mind of what he's trying to drive after or what he's trying to wrestle with. Well, can you guys shed some light on maybe where this, A, where this question came from and answer your general thoughts on, on a, a rewarding yet fair progression model? Uh, okay, it's, it, it's, two, it's two portions. Portion one would be the player growing um, through various um, methods and means. And this is what he means by being fair. It, would you spend 8 million skill points into a skill level that, that did absolutely nothing? And not only did I tell you nothing, uh, did nothing for you, it told you it did nothing. Um, you did it and you couldn't find what it did. That is that is considerably unfair for any player to go through. To have him spend skill points on something they don't know what, what it's for. Okay. No, I, I think Agreed. that's fair. I, and, and now... I just want to make sure I'm, I'm tracking this. Are we, is is this a fairly direct comment towards the actual skill progression tree, or is or is this something more more macro than that? It's it it goes a little bit beyond the um skill tree, but skill tree is the backbone of this of this of that portion of the issue. Well, it, it is probably the like the most direct expression of of progression. I I, I will buy that. So, um, progression that is rewarding yet fair. Rewarding means. You feel that you have gotten value for the SP that you have earned. That'd probably be number one, and then number two, I think rewarding could also mean rewarding and fair could also mean the rate or the pace with which you accrue SP. Is that is that a fair statement? Would that those that, are the, that, the that could be mul- that could be multiple things. One could be it. Uh, another thing it could be is um, it would be exciting to actually level up a skill, maybe. Okay. If you know what I mean. I mean. I mean, other games do it. You go unlock a level, and it says, "Oh, you reached level 50. Here's all the new cool shit you can do now." Okay. Yeah, I mean, like an, an explanation of what you just leveled up into, kind of. Yeah. One yes. Of the, one of the things I see is a, a what I read out of this question, at least, is um, there there is kind of a an a issue with the the rewarding but fair thing to me um, speaks to the notion that you know you expect to get something from from every skill progression step, etc. But every time you feel like you get something, assuming you are actually getting something, um, you are also becoming better than those who don't have it. So you're actually so anytime you're you're you have that step in progression, you're also um, widening the the widening the gap between 
newbies and veterans and and making it more difficult to uh keep a fun shooter experience in in that context and that would be the second portion of the problem is keeping the um keeping the gap between a new player and an old player somewhat relatively narrow in terms of items and uh, skill power and uh to have the major dif- differentiator between the two would be on um, actual player um knowledge and skill well now i Okay, so I've got to. I have to ask this question only, only because I, I kind of want to. Um, what one of the big things in any sort of MMO slash RPG genre game? Once you, you know, whether whether it's done turn based or whether it's done as a first person shooter fast switch game, is is that progression does ultimately mean something? Um, I, I I take issue a little bit with the um, like. Why do you have to put a restrictor plate on veteran players? Does that make it's sense? Not, it's not so much about putting a restrictor plate on a veteran. It's enabling a new player the capability, if he's skilled enough, to actually deal with a veteran. Instead of just, um, Y is always going to be greater than Z. Well, I mean, Z is going to be greater than Y always. We want, um, it would be fair if there was like a certain gray condition between the two. That you don't you don't know if the veteran's going to win out every time versus a guy who just uh, rolled a new new all. You want you want to be able to actually have some sort of fairness that in the end it will be player skill that determines who won in the end. So then, what is the point of skill per, skill progression other than un- unlocking the ability to use something? Assurance. <laughs> well, but you just said we don't want to assure. You, and, you don't you don't want a guarantee. Hmm. Okay. I just what you sound what you said like it just struck me as um, a veteran should not be a constant hard counter to a fresh character. Well, a veteran a veteran character versus a fresh character should not be a hard counter towards each other. Is what I'm saying. It should be a, at most a soft counter. Okay, I, I mean, I think I think the devil would be in the details in terms of like uh, qualitative qualitatively and quantitatively. What should the gap be between a a player? I'm just kind of curious as to what your thoughts are on on that because that's well, a little bit of what it sounds like. Let me put it this way: Eve Online has done this wonderfully because a new player with proper knowledge can go out and kick the ever loving shit of a ship that's neither about a thousand times more expensive than his. True. By himself. I've done that once or twice myself. I mean, it's very embarrassing to see a Tech 2 Caracol lose to an Ibis. It's very embarrassing to see a, a Leopard lose to a Tech 2 Rifter. <laughs> Tech 2 gear. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm just trying to, to gauge that because anytime I hear stuff like that, uh, there's always a little bit of the... I, I think because we have a very small player base that are basically eating each other all the time, uh, there's this you know feel from... You know, and I do not do not mean this in a derisive way. Folks that believe they're on the small end of the food chain that they will never be able to be on the bigger end of the food chain uh, from a relative standpoint, and I, I attribute that to, in all honesty, a, a very small player base and the fact that we see each other a lot. If that makes sense, because I think if you had a bigger player base, this would be somewhat less of a problem. Uh, agreeable. The matchmaker system would have a little more flex- flexible room to work with if it wasn't so um such a limited pool to keep pulling cards from, so to say. 
but overall, it just it just there it needs to be fair for players need to feel like they're getting empowered when they do level up and invest their skills, and they need to feel like they still have a chance against someone who's near end game, because it let's face it, they they are going to be still pitted against really high skilled players, and one of the factors that Eve has um, to its advantage is um, limitations of how much SP you can bring to a fight. Just five one four gets around that slightly because we can instantly bring our replacement fit on the field as soon as we die. And that replacement fit could be used in an entirely separate skill set. Yeah, that that's that's very true. Um, I would also offer that uh, fr- from another perspective, um, depending on how you look at it, every well, number one, there's no other way you look at it. Like every single drop of SP you earn in Eve, there's a measurable benefit. Every single one. Except uh, one. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to talk about that. Jury uh, rigging five, I believe it was. Uh, I think that mm, I think they've actually changed that where you actually need that now for certain uh, like engineering rigs. But the, you may be right though. Uh, but anyway, like if you go down the line of the hundreds, hundreds of skills, uh, there is some benefit for essentially all of them. Whereas in dust, I mean, there's holes you can drive a truck through. Um, and in, some in terms of some the benefits listed even are not even put it in the skill descriptor. Um, some of your ancient um, tech skill books, they don't mention what they do, but there is a, there is a hidden benefit to them. Yeah, sure. Or, you know, I, I totally agree with you on that. Hey, uh, Bam, real quick, man, you've been kind of quiet on this. I mean, you've been playing for a long time. What are your, kind of what are your thoughts on this a little bit? Uh, well, to be honest, I tend to uh, tend to fall and think out the box quite a lot here. Um, why is the question I want to ask is Reddit asking these questions in the first place? to engage the community for ideas on how to answer these questions. Question. Now, um, he wants to know about uh, how to link Eve law to dust law. And I'm, my question to that is, we don't need to. Dust has its own law. Eve has its own law. A lot of dust law is already in Eve. Done. Done and done. The next question is how to make PC profitable. Profitable for us or profitable for them? So, yeah, that's the question to that. And the answer to your question about how to um, lock... Uh, veteran players such as myself and you, you guys away from noobs is metalock some matches just create another playlist with metalocked gear that way if a protest stomper wants to stomp he's got to then equip noob gear and then go run around in a noob server that's an that's i a, am pretty that's sure a, that's a bad idea awful idea you guys think it's a bad idea but if everyone's yeah. playing with the same suits same weapon same armor Done and done thing. No, but then that's why you're going to still have to ask these questions. That's what I want to know. Metalock gear will not solve any problems at all. It's the it's the one thing on the roadmap I think is a waste of time and a waste of effort. Um, Yeah, and yet because noob starter fit no continually get stomped by proto suit. No, it's no no it's it won't. What happens is if I take a noob and I give him a proto suit and I wear a starter fit, I'm going to kill him because. I have experience, and also when you have the proto-stomping problem, you'll find that most of the times those proto-stompers are not alone. So it's really like six random disjointed noobs who don't know what they're doing and don't talk to each other fighting against six heavily experienced people in voice chat coordinating. Whether okay, or not we're getting off topic get... here. Right, back to the no. original question I had. No, whether... CCP Ratati is asking for help to solve these problems, and I really do think that due to the new streamlining in CCP and with EVE itself, that Dust 
or Legion or whatever it's going to be is going to be streamlined into Eve. Uh, so they're going to, the markets are going to be linked. They're already talking about player to peer to peer trading. So slowly but surely, we're going to finally get an Eve first person shooter. That's what I think. But yeah, cool. Now you can talk, Sarah. Cool. Carry on. There was there has been a lengthy discussion about the meta lockout level idea, and I think it's going to be stopping pursued because there's more enough community um, feedback on what the actual problem was, and I think it's I'm hoping it's going to be abandoned. And the only reason why we actually would pursue it still will be for tournament tools. If we ever no, no, fair get enough. To if that. it's an idea that's been looked at and studied, then fair enough. That idea is probably out the window, and it's not probably not going to be the end all be all. Just a suggestion. I honestly think meta-locking it like they do in um, certain gates in faction warfare. Certain ships can't go into certain areas. Uh, that's how I try to sort of drag Eve into it. See, Eve. But if it doesn't work for Eve, it doesn't work for Dust, don't use it. Simple. Done. And there you go. There are other opportunities where we can actually can bring it in and it will be useful in its own little context. Yeah, cool. But but for general matchmaking and all that, in general play, it we, we have reason that this is not going to fix anything. Not at all. Okay, cool. Well, I, I think I think I would just offer this, and, uh, and we have talked about this once or twice in terms of I'm not a big fan of meta, lo- meta level locking with the size of player base we have. I think I think if we had a much more much larger player base, it would be far less noticeable. The thing I worry about is like with the number of people that play. Like if you if you conti- if we continue to kind of like split the player base in terms of who can queue into what matches and stuff. Um, I think if you can opt into it, that might be okay. Like, so if a new player is like, look, I'm, I keep getting pasted in these faction warfare and even some of these pub matches, I can go to, you know, effectively an ambush match that is, you know, like apex suits are, are literally the, uh, you know, kind of the, the high end of what you can bring in. You know, that's like the, the cap, if you will. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, t- I'm not in, in a weird way. I actually think that's what they really should do is with the ambush matches is, like you cap them at whatever you calculate the apex suit to be. Uh, like you can bring a proto suit in, but it's got all standard modules or, or there, there's some calculus that allows you to do that. Uh, because I mean, they've effectively taken all vehicles out of it uh, and you turn that into kind of the team deathmatch where it's, you know, you're shrinking down the field much, much smaller. I, I think that's maybe that, that might be doable if you approach it sort of a hybrid approach, but that's the only thing I'm worried about is like, literally splitting the, the player base. Um, so I think if it's an opt-in thing, like it's just another selection of battle, that might work, maybe. And if you were going to do that, I would say just go full bore and make uh, the, you know, the ambush game mode, uh, you know, locked at the apex suit level and below since you don't have vehicles in it anyway and just kind of go with it at that. I mean, that's, like I said, I'm not a big fan of it, mostly because I think it would it would uh, have a, a negative impact on the number with the number of people that we've got playing. I, I mean, to me, a metal lock isn't the answer. I think if you want to make uh, like, w- if you want to fix ambush in my book, the biggest, the best thing you could do to make ambush both a great game mode in its own respect and a mode that is um, very noob friendly would be to remove the ability to queue with it as a squad. No, no, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, this has nothing to do with quote unquote fixing ambush. I'm just, I'm just saying that if if there was instead of making a new mode or a new right new but thing, I mean, just turn ambush into that. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, because ambush, I don't think is a great mode as it is, and yeah, it's a great. I think it's a great option to turn that into something that works better for newer players. I think the bit. I think the biggest thing you could do 
is make a game mode where you can only solo queue. Um, because that would be much more noob-friendly because there would be no coordinated people working on the other side against you. It also would work as an unwind mode where you don't have to be so high stress. You can just sh- shoot the one and just have fun in it. Yeah, I mean, it has it, as a as a non-objective mode. It really has no good justification for coordination as it is, and coordination teamwork is OP. We've we've named an episode that too, by the way. Okay, so I I I, I will say this though. I do uh, bam, you know. Once you get past, once we get past all of our volleying at each other, he he did actually ask a question that I thought was pretty good about pretty good about uh, what is the what is the thing driving Rattati to ask the question? You know, because like I said when we first started this little segment is he he's, he he does nothing without a reason as far as I can tell, uh, unless there's some alcohol involved. And you guys would have to tell us about that later. Um, What's what happens at the pub crawl stays at the pub crawl. Right. So well, I what he's looking offer at. You. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I will offer a possible answer to it. Um, on this plate right now will probably be Hotfix Hot Foxtrot and Warlords 1.1. And I'm not sure how far either of those two are out, but we're, we just had 1.1 come out. So we're most likely done with the gathering feedback stage. And now it's probably going to be getting into the time to do things stage. So this is maybe the reason why he's asking questions because who knows he may be trying to address these issues in the upcoming content fixes and or trying to create a longer term um, strategy to deal with them to, over the next um, several content fixes. I think that's a fair statement is that he's he's got his eyeball on this and he and he was you know gathering more information and I, I suspect that the CPM correct me if I'm wrong guys but I suspect you guys at some point or another have all mentioned how um, how much the skill tree generally needs an overhaul at some point, right? Yep. Yeah, and this may be perhaps an opening salvo salvo of that as well. Uh, you know, to include you know some of the other things that we've talked about. Uh, does that kind of make sense? It it would be a first step in trying to get some of these things solved, and I would love to see them get fixed once. Well, starting at least, or an attempt to make at it, rather than just um, acknowledging it and not, not doing anything like um, previous um, times. Yeah, no, I think that's that's probably a solid way to look at it. Okay, so we've been yapping at each other for almost two hours now, uh, and I, what I would like to do is kind of open it up real quick. So, if anybody's got a, a brief, and I mean brief slash short topic or question for the group that we want to throw out, because I, I think Zell, you've got a meeting to go to uh, at some point here soon. No, uh, I have. Well, no, I have. Uh, I have to be somewhere tomorrow, but so I need sleep at some point. Oh, that's totally irrelevant. Um, Okay, so but what what we will do is try to land the plane a little bit. So um, what I'd like to do is kind of start from the bottom to the top, and we'll work it up from Zell up. Um, question, comment, or uh, sort of discussion-provoking activity. And, and again, we'll keep these sort of short, like just a couple minutes apiece, uh, and then we'll kind of transition to uh, closing the showdown. And I think we will have covered most of the uh, – well, not even most, but we've covered a good shotgun blast of information coming right off the hills of FanFest uh, from one of our guys in Reykjavik. So, Zell, comment, question, or anything thought-provoking for the group that we can bat, bat around for a couple minutes? Yeah, well, sure. Um, so, yeah, the next uh, the next big thing for, for us um, uh, coming back from uh, from FanFest is, you know, we briefly, uh, we talked a little bit, but it's going to be about... Uh, 
you know, we're going to need to discuss um, what, what's next for the CPM, um, end of term, next term, uh, election, that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping we can run at that uh, next week. And I don't, I don't know when we'll actually have, like, the actual approved, vetted, announced words, but that that's, that's like, next on my list. Okay. Um, so now I, I think... I think even Rattati mentioned he even said the word CPM too. So at least in his mind, there there seems to be a an activity that will have to happen in the near future or somewhere in the near future. Uh, reference having a CPM. Yeah, yeah, and um, and in addition to that, uh, CCP Rouge uh, loves the CPM as well. Um, so. Okay. Well, I think that'll work. Any other comments? I mean, on that? if anything, they don't they don't really want to get they don't really want to get rid of us. They they, they we're we're all great buddies now. <laughs> but I uh, think you yeah. I think you misunderestimate our desire to get rid of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know, man. And and I want I want to I want to get Pokey in. I I think uh, I think Pokey deserves a turn. So um, I'm just gonna say that now. I'm putting that right up right up front before we even have a date. Vote vote for Pokey Driven for for CPM two. I'm I'm not gonna go on a date with you, Zell. Come on. I I don't want to date you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Okay. All right. That's so what any other, say. Any other thoughts on uh, Zell's Zell's comment, guys? Before we move up to uh, Pokey. All right. None. So. Doesn't make any sense, but none. Thank you. <laughs> Noted. Okay. Uh, Pokey. Uh, yeah. Just thanks to everyone who went to FanFest and, and did a lot of work in gathering information for us. I know it was a little sparse, but getting that recording out was really awesome. So thanks for that, Sal. That was that was really good for the community, and I'm I'm glad that you were able to to get that and get that uploaded in a timely manner. So that's great. But yeah, other than that, I'm looking forward to what they're coming up with next. It sounds like there's some things in the works that they want to talk about, but uh, can't quite yet. So looking forward to that. Awesome. I, I think, by the way, I, I, I know I didn't say it earlier. I don't really so I don't remember saying it. Um, but that, that was actually a really good job by uh, Soraya to get the video A taken and B up with the speed with which he did. So kudos to you for that. Um, yeah, yeah, for that. That's that's out. the job. I mean, you know, in 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 my book, I I the whole trip was you know to be a CPM and to do the job and and making sure that uh, it, what we could get online was to me like top priority. Okay, all right. Like I said, I think that was a I think that was a good one, and I think Pokey is uh, accurate that we're working through some some things in the future, and it's obviously it's obvious that they're going to continue to work on it. Uh, you know. I mean, at least to their credit, they acknowledge that there are big, uh, there are big decisions and things that need to be hashed out. So that's good. But uh, you know, I'm I'm just sort of interested to see what they continue to do with Dust, which is in the in the short term can be fun and very entertaining. I just really wish they would honestly just be be blunt and tackle some of the things that that they need to uh, in terms of decision making. Uh, so let's. Go ahead and move on up to Iron Wolf. Any thoughts or sort of things to kick around for a couple of minutes? Um, I enjoyed just watching this year's fan fest. I know it's a little not as exciting as it was last year's or previous ones that I have watched before or been participated in. But um, overall, it's it's definitely reflecting a, a CCP that I've been intimate with as a CPM member and things they are dealing with during these uh, last few years. And it's sad to see some some things change because of 
reflecting on their mistakes, but the fact that they're learning from their mistakes and making attempts to fix them is definitely a fresh fresh you to see from the video game industry where there's so many game companies these days that are making mistakes and refuse to admit them and they're failing because of them and i'm hoping ccp can continue to correct correct their trends and hopefully um can bring back some of the excitement again um for fan fest without um but without stepping on their own feet so to say <laughs> no wolfie you're right mate totally agree you know uh, the, the, this new organization that I've gathered from this fan fest. It's just brilliant. It just seems more organized, and it, as I said before, more about the substance rather than the hype. And as you said, a lot of companies such as <coughs> Bungie <coughs> hyped up the game so much, and uh, as with Battlefield Four and Dice, hyped it up so much, and it became a complete nutter cluster. So yes, whatever CCP is doing, and however they got the mindset of streamline yourselves and talk about what you're actually doing rather than what you want to do, yeah, keep doing it. I loved it. This year's fans fest might not have been as exciting, but it was full of fact, full of substance, full of stuff that they were going to do. Yes, I like it. Uh, real quick, real, real quick response to that. I feel this is. I used to watch the E3 conference at home um, before they streamed it. But they would sell these little DVDs for like two dollars to watch the whole thing. And you will notice that one year they decided that okay, we're going to move away from all this fancy mega show um, ordeal because back then it was like a circus and they've moved away from that it's now feels like it's been more mature it's more it's more more serious more business-like in terms of how they present things it is still a show for game uh, for gamers but it's now more like about gamers than it is for their um pure entertainment so to say yeah okay that's, agreed that's very totally agreed point. i, I and, forgot what year as i think it was 2010 they swapped they start swapping over yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think you you have a very good point there, Iron Wolf, and as is Bam on this in terms of literally just the I like I do like the tone coming from CCP and 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 let us be realistic that tone really comes from Reykjavik, uh, and that you know that is what sets the culture for CCP at large. Even though all of the different CCP satellite stations, Shanghai, uh, England, you know things like that that. All those different locations are going to have their own sort of subcultures, but it's really driven and affected by what comes out of Reykjavik. And that's one of the reasons I, I keep pointing to I like the way that CCP Seagull and crew really like the Eve team, you know, totally is doing business and how they are doing business and how they are driving for things. Um, I think it is uh, a really good uh, a really good example for the satellite stations, particularly Shanghai to take. Cause I, I think there is, you get a feel of excitement when you read the stuff coming out of the Valkyrie team, you know, out of the, I think they're based out of somewhere in England. I just can't remember where Newcastle, Newcastle. Newcastle. But, they're uh, 10 minutes from where I live currently. So oh, yeah. Excellent. So but when you, when you hear them on YouTube or you hear them at different game conferences, stuff, there's, there's like this genuine excitement and you hear more than the same one, like marketing or, or one face man talking about it. Uh, there just seems to be a, a genuine positive culture and excitement coming out of there. It's definitely the same coming out of the Eve crew in, in Reykjavik. But what you, but you don't really get that same feeling out of Shanghai yet. I think mostly because they're, it just feels like there's so much is either behind closed doors or going in different directions. It's, you just don't get that same vibe, uh, I guess. 
Um, but again, very good points though, Iron Wolf. Uh, Bam, what do you got, man? What's your two-minute drill for us? Well, basically, it was just to rehash what Iron Wolf said. Basically, he stole the words right out of my mouth. I, I love this this fan fest. I think it was the best one they've done in the years I've been playing Eve. All about the substance rather than the hype. And we now know what they're working on and what they're going to be working on because in the roadmaps. So read the roadmap. You know that that's it really. I I, I enjoyed it. It's great. Finally, CCP is starting to make some sense. Awesome. I'll I'll quickly reiterate what um Jadik said about um. Well, Jason said about the um, environment is that the part of the reason why Shanghai is not feel, looking like they're following um, isolated steps on, on more substance, less hype, is probably because they were unfairly the target of the incident that led to this new behavior from last year's fan fest. And, and they, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all. So I'll set it here before. Shanghai did not really want to show Legion off, and here we are. And now, now we're having a new fall of it still. And the 2015 roll wrong, we have nothing to show, so we don't show anything. No hype, uh, no reason to hype things up because of it. I mean, Project Nemesis may not be a game; it may get canceled. So who knows? Uh, we just showed it off to say, hey, this is what someone's doing in their spare time. And if there's not enough positive response, then um project gets cancelled like um, any other project would, or project gets shifted to a different um, type of game. No, and I think that's a um, you know, I think that's a very sober and practical way of looking at it. Not a bad way, not a negative way, but that's a practical way of looking at things. So, um, I'm going to take a couple minutes. I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to uh, throw out a couple things that Luther Mandrix has uh, posted in our Skype channel. Uh, one of which is a This Is Dust trailer, you know, sort somewhat in homage to the uh, now pretty internet famous uh, This Is Eve trailer, uh, which is honestly a a fantastic way of highlighting your game and really what it's makes it. It's a good trailer. It's really yeah. good. Very nice trailer. I think the best thing you can say about it is, is, and uh, I think Andy or CCP Seagull said it correctly. You could not have ever played Eve and know nothing about the game, but you get it. You know, you get a connection when you watch that trailer. So Luther has been on a campaign here for the last, I think, day and a half, two days for a "This Is Dust" style trailer or, you know, or activity. What do you guys think about that? It's going to be very difficult to pull off without some camera drones. No, it wouldn't be too difficult, actually. Well, I mean, you have a lot less people who record stuff because you need special hardware. And, you know, the whole the whole inherent point of This Is Dust is it's all, it's all recorded audio. Um, the other thing that you might... I, I, I mean, if you wanted any sort of really, really compelling video, you would need um, an actual, like, one of the cinematic artist guys. Um, to, because, because the fact that... Uh, we don't really have any any non-first-person footage um, made made for uh, for dust outside of the trailers. Well, now, I mean, you guys realize that that was so. When the players sent that in, they sent in their voice comms, but they would also not in every case either. They would send in at least a text description of what was going on, but but some would send in actually the fraps of what they were doing, you know, in game, like the actual in like right. the Twitch stream of it. But that was all. That was none of that was game footage. In well, this I, I mean, I think so. there there was definitely like screenshotish footage in parts of the trailer 
that um, I'm not even sure they could have been the original video, but more than likely they were probably created by um, the capture artist at, at uh, Iceland. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the footage in there was, was all done by the cinematics team. No, you could actually do a This Is Dust video. You could actually. Uh, I could perhaps put one together. Maybe not as long as the Eve well, one, but I could well, do I mean, it. If anybody thinks they can do it, they by all means should. Well, um, no, I think I think the bigger point is This Is Eve was a sponsored and championed event. Well, not even event. Well, it's now Rooks like and that, Kings, baby. Favorite was, YouTube channel for Eve. Rooks absolutely. and Kings. <laughs> so... Like this is Eve was actually, I mean, that's a sponsored CCP activity, and I think that's what we're asking is like how, like how could we, why could we not have a CCP sponsored activity, um, you know, for a This Is Dust trailer? Now, for the record, the the Korean version of This Is Eve that was sort of the the fan video winner, that was, that was yeah, <laughs> well, that was actually all in-game footage, and you could see clearly why that you know, what you know. You could clearly see that, uh, but my my question is, why could we not have a "This Is Dust" trailer that was sponsored and assisted by CCP? Oh, I'm I'm I would like to apologize real quick. I got confused of what um what was meant because the there was a really older video series called "This Is Eve" labeled by one, two, and three. It was done by a player named Bloxy Rider, who was eventually hired by CCP to be a um the video dev yeah i remember that actually and that's why i was getting confused at um as for the style is eve uncensored as at, as i know known the new series as where ccp is making these um things in um in their cinematic engine but using real player audio for the trailers which they've also done for emergent threats um i i can see actually it being feasible we just need to find the right community folks to get um, involved with and see if um the cinematics team will want to get involved because the assets that are floating around are same ones that they used in the uh, previous trailers before. So, well, I think I think that would be a an asker from the community uh, in terms of could we not have some sort of experience, you know, uh, an experience like this is Eve. So, again, just a thought. Uh, and if they would put out something where they would collect it, and I, I mean, they really put it together and they and they they did a lot for Eve. I think. Uh, the danger is, do, will, are they even willing to touch dust with that level of ownership anymore? Uh, and I think that's this is an interesting little acid test for them uh, because a lot of the work, or at least a lot of the, the design behind it would probably come from the community. Now, they do clearly shape it and edit it and, and, and again, all the cinematics that would go with it, but it just strikes me that this would be a win for them if they could do that, For you know, just throwing it out there. I say go ahead and do it. Okay, so I gotta look to you, CPM members, to tell CCP, like, or at least find out, is this in the realm of the possible? Or are you guys willing to take that on? Um, we'll try to take it on. It'll be a side distraction with our elections and other um, coming up meetings, but it'll be something that we need to probably try to sort out because there there has been a major complaint from several members of the community. It's like, why not, why are we not advertising Dust Five One Four anymore? And it's like that is a very valid concern because you haven't seen the advertisement for that in a while. And I think the, I think FanFest was like the most amount of press it has in a long, long time. Yep. No. So I, I will. Good points. Good points again. I will kind of move on from that one and just uh, and just kind of offer that uh, like we do have some still some still playing. Uh, let me caveat it that way. 
uh, videographers that are pretty good and some some folks. I mean, Bam is obviously well known for some of his YouTube stuff. Even guys like Pyrex who makes like, you know, you may not like some of the things he says, but he makes really good videos. Um, so there's people out there that could help out. Uh, so Bam, it, you might be one of the guys that could help be a, a catalyst for this. What do you think, man? Guys like you, some other folks that, that uh, work the video, what do you think? Uh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. How's about that? Give me a week and I'll do it. I think, I think, uh, I tell you what, I, I would challenge you to make a, uh, let's call it a, commu- a, a grassroots sort of this is dust. If we can put that together, uh, and then I think that might be the thing that you can use Iron Wolf Cell. Uh, that you guys can say, look, this is coming from the community because of the impact of the This Is Eve trailer. Can we get CCP to get on board and you know make the real one, quote unquote? Does that sound fair, guys? Yeah, if you give us the ammo, we'll definitely shoot it. Right. Oh shit! In that in that space, I'll give it to you tomorrow. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we've I think we've hit a lot of stuff, and I think Zell is uh, if he's not asleep now, he's probably going to want to be asleep soon. It's four a.m. now, man. Dude, Good luck keep, sleeping. <laughs> just keep partying. It's okay. It'll well, be fine. you know, I mean, I, between between the party at the top of the world yesterday and the pub crawl the day before that, it's not like uh, I, I've been like you know in bed on time. So, well, put your big boy pants on, dude. What you're what you're really doing is you're pre-staging yourself so that you are already ahead of the time zone game when you get on the airplane. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea how that's going to work because I'm actually um, I'm not going home. I'm going to Chicago on or not, I'm going to New York on Tuesday and not coming back to Chicago until Thursday. So I'm moving through lots of time zones. And it's it's actually kind of cool because um, like I lost like half a day on the way out here. But like I get back in like two hours. <laughs> nice. So. Okay, so we'll let's do this, guys. Let's go ahead and knock our shoutouts out, and then we're going to bring this one to a close and kind of land this plane. All right, so in true fashion, uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to reverse our direction. We're going to go from top to bottom. So, bam! Any shoutouts, brother? Before we take off. Well, firstly, I'd like to say uh, shout out to the entire Valkyrie Dev team and the guy who kept talking about his shoes. The game you guys have created looks absolutely fan Debbie dozy. I will be buying it, and playing it hallelujah keep it up and uh to ratman for actually hosting the only information about dust we got to see this year thank you very much and zell for recording it again zell well done fair play and brilliant job all right iron wolf i'd give a shout out to ccp for um streaming the fan fest for free this year um that's a first ever um i just wish they would allow allow us to um buy the digital goodies bag at least um, I think they, they did announce a way you could get the uh, Quaif ships this year. They're going to be selling it with game time packages or something, I believe, for EVE. Okay. Sounds like a fair one to me. Uh, Pokey? Yeah, just a shout-out to uh, the CPM and the, the dev team that was there at uh, FanFest. I mean, it was a... We knew we weren't going to get much out of uh, out of FanFest this year for Dust, but it looks like we did get some nice information, so thanks guys for putting that together and bringing it to us. So, and Zell, go get some sleep. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> well done. Uh, Zell, any shout-outs from uh, our man in Reykjavik? Yeah, I'm going to give my shout-outs to um, everyone I met here at uh, at FanFest this year, CCP Wolfman, C- CPZ, um, uh, Rouge, and Rotati, and, and Frame, of course, and uh, 
uh, Hilmar for, uh, you know, um, going, going to bat for us and, and, you know, announcing that uh, we're, we're actually uh, doing well in the, from the business standpoint. Awesome. Good deal. So um, let's see. No random shout outs tonight, I guess. Uh, I, will, I will say again. Good job on Zell and CPM for being there. Good job on getting uh, the video up of the roundtable. So again, kudos to you from I think everybody around the uh, around the horn tonight. So you'll probably no, well see, done for that. Seriously, yeah, you'll, well you'll never see good that talk. again. So make sure you write this date down. Um, but seriously, good job uh, from the CPM for representing the Dust community. So I think that was that was uh, probably a job well done on your part because I know you guys probably spent a lot of time telling Eve players no, they're. There still is a game called Dust, I suspect. Um, I would uh, I would give the my ubiquitous shout out to Rat and Silent Frame. By the way, does Frame speak? Yes, he's very candidly. Right at the end of the video, he 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 does actually say something. It's like right at the end of the the thing. But yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I I, I was amused that he he spent the entire session just like standing behind Ratati silently. Like, like seriously, like that, like it is. Inc- it literally looks like you know a Jay and Silent Bob skit. You know, Ratati's doing all the talking, walking around, and then he's just sitting back there with a hat like pulled down over his nose, and you know, just out of nowhere. <laughs> Tickets. He, he, he actually had had someone say he was like shifty or something because he wore a hat indoors. I forget what it was. Um, I actually found it really convenient that that uh, Frame did wear that hat throughout the entirety of Fanfest. It was very easy to find him in a crowd, which I appreciated um, because I could just look for the hat. Yeah, he looks like he's like five two, so. But it's still, it's still, it's it's a it's a distinctive hat, and you can see it. It's like um, it's like uh, you can actually see like he he again also not very tall, but you can find CCP Logi Bro like anywhere because it's a big red poof of hair, and it's 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 Logi Bro. It's just that easy. Let's be how hair top feels. I, I still think he looks like Beaker, but um, <laughs> Beaker. <laughs> so. so uh, anyway, so my, my shout outs to uh, to Rat and Silent Frame. That's uh, that's a pretty good one. By the way, we really we, it would be really cool if we ever get uh, Frame on on the show. That would be kind of cool to hear from the community side because uh, a lot of the things we talked about tonight, believe it or not, I, I think really do ultimately. I know on the Eve side anyway, they route through Falcon a, a lot of the lore stuff, a lot of the uh, storyline activity, uh, you know, engagements on things like this is Eve. Like a lot of that actually. It doesn't really come from necessarily the, the community team, but it certainly flows through the community team on the Eve side. So it'd be kind of hear, interesting to hear his take on some of this if we could ever get him on the show. Uh, so I, I point to my little beady finger over there to Zell on that one. I can ask uh, him. Yeah, so we'll, we'll ping him up and see if he'll come on one day. But anyway, guys, so I think that's going to call it, bring our show uh, to a close, and we're going to go ahead and land the plane tonight on this one. Again, great job by the folks that went to uh, Reykjavik. And and again, I recommend to anybody that's a Dust player that listens, uh, if you don't play Eve, uh, like I, I, I would, it's very different. It's certainly not a first-person shooter, uh, but it, there's nothing like it that I've seen anywhere else. Uh, and it's and we would be remiss if we did not think that the DNA, the very you know the chromosomes, if you will, of Dust didn't come from Eve and and it does. And I think if, as long as we can keep that in sight and make CCP and the Eve community want us to be part of their community, that's a, that's a very healthy place for the game. 
um, but we also have to stay true to ourselves and do the things that we know is good for our game and for our community. So with that, guys, good night and good luck. And we'll be uh, we'll be seeing you in matches sometime soon. All right, thank you.